1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We will not fear. So we shout with the psalmist. And on this 500th anniversary of the Reformation, affirm anew that the Lord of hosts is with us and reveals himself to us in the face of one from whom men hid their faces and was acquainted with grief. The one once placed in the arms of shepherds with matted hair, no teeth, very bad breath, and bodies that hadn't seen a bath in years. There is your God. A God who doesn't mind a little grime under the fingernails. A God who is for you, not against you. With you, not grading you, not keeping score, not playing games. When by the Spirit's grace, blessed Martin understood that, He said it was as if the doors of paradise had been flung open to him. And in a way they were. As they were to another seer 1500 years before. In his apocalypse, St. John, after describing the sealing of the martyrs, They who were redeemed from humankind as first fruits for God and the Lamb. They who have already been granted the resurrection of the body to life everlasting and follow the Lamb wherever he goes. After hearing a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters and the sound of loud thunder, the sound of harpists playing on their harps a new song before the heavenly throne, St. John says, Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and people and tongue. An eternal gospel to proclaim. The news proclaimed here today is an eternally good word. It breaks through every ideology and every claim because it asserts that the one who was tortured to death outside of Jerusalem 2,000 years ago is the reigning Lord of the universe. The Lord of hosts is with us, the psalmist shouts, Sabaoth Lord, as Luther puts it in the chorale. Jesus, before whom those who came with lanterns and torches and weapons on the night of his arrest drew back and fell to the ground. Jesus, before whom those who stood guard at his tomb trembled and became as dead men when the angel rolled back the stone. Jesus, who is not just risen from the dead, not just resuscitated, but totally immune from any suffering, any pain, any dying anymore. Jesus, who is alive forevermore to be your Lord evermore. Eternally your advocate, eternally your helper, eternally your confidant and friend. So that whatever God thinks about Jesus applies also to you. ...baptized into Christ, you are now clothed with Christ. So that when God looks at you, he sees the crucified, exalted, conquering Son. To pray in Jesus' name, as I know you do, is to pray with all the assurance of Christ himself. God is our refuge and strength... A very present help in trouble. We will not fear. Those are the words of your baptismal garment. Words that are as true for you as they are right now for Jesus. Who with his holy wounds in beauty glorified. Is at the right hand of the father. With angels, authorities and powers in submission to him. Evangelical Catholics like Martin Luther. Philip Melanchthon, Martin Chemnitz call all of this justification by grace. That's just a fancy way of saying that it's not about you. It's not about you feeling good about God or God feeling good about you because you felt good about him. It's about Christ and the nail marks he bears It's about his limbs outstretched to embrace you. It's about the full and complete pardon of every single one of your sins. The ones you've forgotten that you even did. How quick we are to come down with amnesia. And those transgressions that just won't let go. The ones you can't take back. Those words. The door you slam that still echoes in your ears. The tight fist you've kept on your wallet. The thousands of dollars you've spent on yourself over the course of a lifetime. The meager amount you've carefully parceled to someone in need. The myriad of hours you've spent entertaining yourself in front of a television set or cell phone. The paltry amount of time you've spent in prayer for someone who has nothing left but a prayer the time wasted at work in which you've given your employer less than the best all those times when you've been caught with your pants down literally or figuratively and the first thing you did was lie about it or say as the politicians always do if I have offended anyone I'm sorry ha Blessed Martin Luther's Thesis number 40 from his famous 95, which he nailed to the door of the university chapel 500 years ago, still cries out, A truly contrite sinner seeks out and loves to pay the penalty of his sins. But you, no less than your eight-year-old, haven't wanted to pay anything. You don't want to say, God, do whatever it takes so I don't do that. Act that way again. We'll take the divine whitewash of our misdeeds, but not the burning coal that purges them from the repertoire of our day-to-day living. We'll take the forgiveness, but not live in the spirit The spirit who keeps crying within us, take me back, take me back, take me back to the place where I was born. Those waters whose streams make glad the city of God. Let me know anew what it is to be baptized, to be called a child of God in this world through no deed of my own. No prayer of mine or yours drove Jesus to the cross. No pious act. No envelope tossed in the collection plate. No amount of pew sitting or chancel prancing. The peace of God won on Golgotha. Passes all understanding. Come. Behold the works of the Lord. The psalmist says. Behold the utterly Incomprehensible, self giving love of God for you that will take an eternity to understand, unpack, and unravel, and yet which will elicit an ever deepening awe when our mouths are silenced and we are absolutely still before Him. And know what it is that He is God and that there is nothing else to be enjoyed except that we will enjoy him together. You may not be doing it now, but you will then shed tears of joy. They will run down your face uncontrollably, and you won't be able to stop them. You may not be doing it now, but you will then fall to your knees before him, and not because the bulletin said that's what you're supposed to do. For there will come a time when the Spirit will fully control you, when your heart and knees act as one. When you will do what Jesus did. Say, Father, I am not worthy to be called your son. For incredibly, God made him to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him we might become The righteousness of God. You do not now know. The full extent. Of your alienation. From his utter. Supreme holiness. And driving. Relentless passion for you. And you do not now know. The full extent. Of your redemption. What it is that Jesus actually suffered when he cried, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Now you see as through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now you know just in part, but then you shall know fully, even as you have been fully known, fully embraced, fully clothed, In his mercy and love. I saw an angel flying directly overhead. With an eternal gospel to proclaim. To those who dwell on earth. To every nation and tribe. And people and tongue. This is not about you and Jesus. It's about you and Jesus. And the person next to you. And the woman. Pulling her cart up to the green line downtown, even as we speak. It's not about what gives you peace. That could be a margarita or a valium. It's about him who made peace through the blood of his cross. And that's not just something for you. It's for everything that breathes, everything that moves, that thinks, that can say Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I saw an angel flying directly overhead, and he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory. Worship him. Worship him by taking his gifts, the gifts he died to bring, and living as if what he says to you this day is really true. I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Take his love into your hand and raise it to your tongue. Raise the cup of your salvation to your lips. The eternal gospel once proclaimed by the angel flying directly overhead. And leave here this morning forgiven. Fully forgiven and fully freed to live in the spirit For the praise of his name. For the Lord of hosts is with us in good times and in bad. When we are praising him with full-throated voice and when we are not. When we are shouting alleluias and when we are crying, my God, why? Why? The eternal gospel is about God's love for you irrespective of your feelings or the circumstances you are in. The eternal gospel is about what God gives you at this holy altar right here, right now. The full embrace, the cup that runneth over. For he does not distribute his love to you. In monthly installments, he writes you a check for the whole amount. And the Spirit says, endorse it, enjoy it, and do so together. Holy Jesus, for you today, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy
0: Spirit, amen.